1: hello everyone welcome to kilowatt a podcast about electric vehicles renewable energy autonomous driving and much much more my name is Bodie, and i am your host and today's episode is gonna be short and there's a reason why one uh we've been without hot water for two weeks and we're finally getting a water heater uh warrantied and and swapped out uh which has been uh, its whole set of different problems. But we're finally getting a hot water heater today, hopefully, if everything goes right. And the second thing is, I got a sick kid upstairs. So I had a whole different plan for how this podcast was going to go today. And at 11 o'clock last night, things were put into motion that changed how today how today is going to... uh To work. Just read into that projectile vomiting and using the carpet cleaner until three o'clock in the morning to try and get everything cleaned up. Um, And my wife had the worst of it, to be honest with you. I I got off pretty easy as it goes. So today's going to be a short episode. I do feel obligated to let you know that I am still working very hard on this show, even though this is going to be a uh a a shorter episode i apologize i feel bad is really what it comes down to and i'm trying to find excuses to make me feel better i feel terrible uh i I like to provide at least a 20 minute show that's not going to happen today so i'm just going to apologize i do have some good shows coming up on tuesday we're going to listen to Stellantis' earnings call Stellantis. uh we got some news about that I'll, i'll go into that in just a second So we're going to listen to Stellantis' earnings call. We are going to have Rod Simmons of the SMR podcast and Barbecue and Tech. Rod's going to come on and talk to us about the Rivion R1T, and that will happen on March 8th. I've got some shows planned, special shows planned for March, so that'll be exciting too. And I've got some other interviews in the works that haven't been scheduled quite yet. But overall, I feel like I'm failing you in 2024, and I deeply apologize for that. Now, having said all that, let's move on to news. Stellantis has finally decided to adopt the NACS adapter, Tesla's adapter. As of right now, they don't have a deal with Tesla for uh, Stellantis vehicles to charge on the supercharger network. But it's worth pointing out that non Teslas can currently charge on the supercharger network with Magic Docs. They just need to have a credit card on file in the Tesla app. And I would imagine if For whatever reason, Stellantis and Tesla don't come to an agreement. Stellantis customers could still potentially use the Tesla supercharger network through the Tesla app, just like, you know, uh, Hyundai customers can charge through the Tesla app in the Magic Dock, that kind of thing. Stellantis also uh, announced a new EV platform, and we'll talk about that more next week with the Stellantis earnings call. If you're interested in buying a Lucid Air, then you are in luck. They just dropped the price on all the cars except for the $250,000 Lucid Sapphire. But all the other vehicles dropped a little bit in price. Right now, you can get a Lucid Pure, which is now $71,400, which is a $7,500 price drop. The Touring is $79,400, which is an $800 price drop. And the Grand Touring is $111,400, which is a $1,000 price drop. So overall, pretty decent percentage-wise price drops for Lucid Motors. Uh, We will go through Lucid's earnings call And I'm sure we'll learn more about why Lucid decided to make these price cuts. Chinese battery and EV makers, Neo, BYD, CATL, and more are teaming up to develop solid-state EV batteries. This is a government-led Voltron of an organization. If you don't know who Voltron is, look it up. The official name of this partnership will be China All Solid State Battery Collaboration Initiative Platform, or CASIP, which is how my kids used to say ketchup when they were babies, so CASIP. When I started this podcast, there was a lot of news about different solid state battery technology. And... It seemed like it was really far away, much further away than 2024. So I started in 2016. We're now in 2024. And we do have some automakers that are playing with solid state batteries. Like I I can't remember the automaker's name off the top of my head, but they created a much smaller battery so it goes like 100 miles instead of you know 300 miles so there are companies out there playing with solid state batteries and I'm all for it if you believe all the the rumors and the hype this is going to be a much safer and more durable battery when it's you know mature than what we have now so I'm looking forward to it it's also supposed to be cheaper but who knows how all of that will turn out Let's move on to Hyundai. Hyundai's first U.S. EV plant is opening in Georgia. This is a huge plant. This plant is a $7.6 billion plant, which is insane. When EVs start finally rolling out of this plant, they should qualify for the $7,500 tax credit here in the United States. So congrats to Hyundai. You remember when GM said that they were going to release the Chevy Equinox and it was going to cost $30,000 and everybody freaked out, and then GM had to walk that back not too long ago and said, ah, it's going to be a little bit more than $30,000. We don't have any official pricing on that yet, and we're not going to release that base version that would have cost $30,000 anytime soon, but we will release the versions that cost 40 plus thousand dollars plus do you, do you remember that? Does it all sound familiar? Well, we now know that the Chevy Equinox will officially start at $34,995, and it will have a range up to 319 miles. Now, we don't know that the base model will have a range. We just know that the Equinox trim or models, uh, the top of that range is going to be 319 miles. I would be shocked if the $35,000 Chevy Equinox had that range. The new Equinox will be built at the factory in Mexico where they're building the Chevy Blazer EVs. It will also qualify for the $7,500 federal tax credit here in the United States. We're expecting the first Equinoxes to roll off the line in the first quarter of 2024. And honestly, they'd better hurry because we're pretty close to being done with this quarter. And like I mentioned before, it's going to unlikely be the affordable uh, or base model Chevy Equinox. It'll more likely be one of those upper end trims for that. I'm looking forward to seeing an EV Chevy Equinox. I'm actually looking forward to seeing an EV Chevy Blazer rolling around the neighborhood so I can get a little bit better look at it, but probably not going to see that anytime soon. Uh, um, Mary Barra was at the a Wolf Research Investor Conference, and she did say that GM wants to be EV only by 2035, but only if that's what the customers want. And I'm paraphrasing that a little bit, but not much. I know I've been critical of Mary Barra and GM lately, because I genuinely like GM and I genuinely like Mary Barra. I think she's a very, very smart human being. I I have no ill feelings towards her or the companies that she runs. So I'm going to try and be a little bit fair here. While I find that statement disappointing. GM is a business, and it is Mary's, Barra's job to make sure that GM remains a business. So if customers aren't buying EVs, then it doesn't make sense for them to sell EVs. However, I I do think it's a little bit of a cop-out. But to her credit, it's her job to make sure that the business remains profitable. All right, Uh, let's go ahead and move on to some Tesla news. And I really only have a few Tesla stories here Uh, when I say a few, like three. So here we go. Tesla has confirmed a new Model Y refresh is on its way. Uh, I think some places were calling it Juniper. But that refresh isn't coming to North America anytime soon, or at least not in 2024. This was confirmed in an internal message from Tesla to Tesla's sales offices. So if you're holding off on buying a Model Y um, because you want the updated version, I understand you're just not going to get it this year. Uh, close to 25% of Cybertruck owners are upgrading to the range-extending battery pack. So in a normal Cybertruck or a non-extended range Cybertruck, the bed is going to be completely flat. With the range-extended battery on that, uh, there's like a little step in the bed, so it's, it's not completely flat. The, right up near where the passenger compartment is, there's just this little step-up area. Um, which some people don't like. I genuinely think you could probably work around this even if you had a job doing you know construction y type stuff. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But it does take up some bed space. It actually adds 600 pounds to the total weight of the truck, which because it adds 600 pounds, it drops the payload capacity from 2,500 pounds down to 1900 pounds. Now, I will admit that I am not what most people would consider a traditional man in terms of doing manly things. For instance, as you heard earlier, I'm not installing my own water heater because I don't trust myself to do that kind of thing. I have no idea how much stuff you have to pack in the back of your truck to add up to 1,900 pounds. I would imagine if you are ha- you know, handling things like – um pavers for instance that's probably pretty easy to hit 1900 pounds but if you're if you have that many pavers why wouldn't you just tow a trailer behind your truck if you are putting an atv in the back of your truck well those atvs you know weigh less than a thousand pounds just in general so that's not a big deal so i i think this is still probably plenty the 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 thing that is the holdup for me, like, and again, I'm not buying a Cybertruck because I don't have that kind of a budget. But if if I was going to, the thing that kind of holds me up on this is that it costs sixteen thousand dollars. But if you are going to buy a Cybertruck, you should know um, that extra battery pack is going to drop your payload down a little bit. All right, our final Tesla story here: Tesla has launched their new Powerwall, their Gen 3 Powerwall, which is called Powerwall 3. It has the same energy capacity as the Powerwall 2 Plus, which is 13.5 kilowatt hours. The biggest difference is it's got a higher output of continuous power, which is 11.5 kilowatts of continuous power and with an integrated solar inverter. Let's see here. So I will kind of go through this a little bit. So I'm not going to go over this entire uh, comparison between Powerwall 2 and Powerwall 3. And I do need to let you know that the gentleman came t- to install the water heater, and he's on the other side of the wall that I'm standing next to. So you might hear uh, noises. So just, just be aware. Anyway, I've already mentioned 13.5 kilowatt hours for both in terms of capacity. The on-grid power is 11.5 kilowatts continuous versus five. The backup power, the Powerwall 3 is again 11.5 versus seven. Something I thought was really interesting was that it's scalable up to four units on the Powerwall 3 and the Powerwall 2 is scalable up to 10 units. That was something I didn't expect. The inverter is solar to grid with a 97.5% efficiency Six solar inputs with a maximum power point with maximum power point trackers. If you know what that means, let me know because I don't know what that means. Uh, The information on the inverter for Powerwall 2 Plus was not included. And then uh, both of them have a 10 year warranty. In terms of pricing, you're looking at uh, for the Powerwall, one Powerwall, a gateway you know, the accessories that goes with that and tax, you're looking at $9,080 with, if you live here in the United States, you're going to get a federal tax credit of 30%. So that drops you down to uh, $6,356 after incentives if you're here in the US. And then of course, if you, depending on your locality or municipality or local, utility company the price could even go down more but for me it would be six thousand three hundred and fifty six dollars uh you did a discount if you purchase more than one so um yeah two of these bad chickens would cost me sixteen thousand nine hundred and seventy two dollars after incentives you're looking at eleven thousand eight hundred and eighty dollars You know what, we got a little bit more time while the old water heater's being installed. So, or the new water heater's being installed. I'm very excited about this. Anyway, (laughs) um, we've been using buckets. Anyway, I'm not gonna complain because there's people who have it way worse than me, but I'm just really excited to get this thing installed. So let's go ahead and just kind of jump into a couple of things that I was gonna talk about, but I didn't actually take any notes on. So this is gonna be real quick down and dirty. In 2023, Tesla received $1.79 billion in revenue just from regulatory credits, which is absolute nuts. Uh, Since 2009, Tesla has made nearly $9 billion in selling regulatory credits to companies like Fiat Chrysler, GM, and Volkswagen. Oh, man, that is. How many people would it kill to have a business that generated nine billion dollars over the course of fifteen years? It's mind-boggling to me. All right, I can hear I can hear running water behind me. So we're getting close. We're getting close. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is excited about this, but I, I sure am. Uh, let's talk about Fisker Ocean. The National Highway Transportation Safety Administration is launching a preliminary probe into the Fisker Ocean because of the alleged inability to shift into park mode or into the intended gear. Uh, This could result, didn't say that it did result, but could result in unintended, um, unintended vehicle movement, according to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration this is based off of four complaints but honestly there hasn't been that many uh, fisker oceans sold so it's probably you know 1% or better of the fisker oceans sold here in the united states i i at first when i read this i thought you know what uh, that's it's probably they're probably making a big deal out of nothing. But I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years ago, the the gentleman that played Chekhov in the Star Trek reboot, he was getting out and opening up uh I think a gate to so he could drive into his house and the parking brake on his Jeep failed and the vehicle accidentally rolled into him, pinning him between the gate and the and the vehicle, and he he sadly passed away. And I could be getting some of those details wrong, because this was a while ago that this happened. But uh, I would rather rather that some safety entity is looking into this and making sure that everything is working properly, so we don't have something like that happen again. Because, you know, that is an awfully silly way for somebody to pass away. Ah, right. I do bring the 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 doom and gloom on this so let's find one more story in our list here that is not doom and gloom uh i have another fisker story but it is not happy it's not a happy fisker story um scout motors which is a volkswagen group company they are breaking ground or have broken ground as of thursday on their Blythewood, South Carolina plant. The company plans on building off-road SUVs and uh, pickup trucks or off-road capable. If you're not familiar with the Scout brand, you should definitely look it up. They they were really cool-looking vehicles back in the 60s to the 80s. This is going to be a $2 billion EV plant spanning 1,600 acres and will provide or will bring in more than 4,000 jobs to the area. Production is planned to begin at the end of 2026. And actually, out of all the EVs that are coming out, I don't know if my voice cracked there, sorry. Out of all the EVs that are coming out, I'm, I'm most excited about the Scout. I'd, I'd like to see what they come up with there, uh, what their plans are. I have one more Scout story to add to that. I'm just looking for it, and I'm doing a very poor job of vamping. So let's see if I can't find it. Uh, it's basically, it's about the Scout pickup truck. It's expected that the the price on that pickup truck will start right around, uh, or just below $50,000. They said upper $40,000. I'm not quite sure what they consider upper. but that's, that's where they, they placed the starting price. Now we'll see because um, 2026 is still two years away and it's almost 2027 by the time they start production. So those prices might change by you know quite a bit before we get to that point. All right, I have a couple announcements. One, my water heater is being installed. Super stoked about that. Two, my sick kid asked if they could have some goldfish which is great news much better than what was going on this morning and last night. And uh 3 this is actually a normally you know the normal length of the podcast. So we did it everybody give yourself uh, a hand give yourself some a round of applause and I want to thank everybody for <laughs> sticking around to this train wreck of a show. I'm not entirely sure how we did it but we did it. So uh yeah mood my mood has completely 180'd uh now that we're now we're at the end of the show so i hope everybody has a wonderful weekend if you're here in the united states we have a three-day weekend which you know should be pretty excited about if you get to take advantage of that and i will talk to everybody else on tuesday when we talk about Stellantis motors earnings call all right everybody thanks so much for listening talk to you soon